Shalom everyone, this is Cameron and I'm going to do a podcast here and we're going to start with one about the law. Um, so I recently received on the little Google form on the website um, a recommendation to look at the Old Testament with all of the laws and procedures and I think that's a fantastic idea because uh, I myself personally just finished going through that. <laughs> I read through um, all of the laws, uh, and I was just super confused the whole time. Um, you know, it wasn't the first time that I'd read through them, but I wanted to try to read through them in detail and in depth and, uh, actually like try to gain something from them instead of just reading them to read them and like skim over them. Um, and it, it, it was hard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I guess the reason behind the podcast and like I would say the most important thing that I want uh, people to get out of it is to find enjoyment in reading a part of the Bible that a lot of people don't find enjoyable <laughs> like to to get joy from reading the law even as a Christian in modern times that is like pretty far removed from it and not having to follow a lot of the the laws um, so yeah, I, I want, I want to pull like some joy from it, hopefully. And, and, um, uh, that's a difficult thing because a lot of people, when they're reading the Bible start in Genesis and then if they get to Leviticus, they're lucky because right at Exodus chapter 19, bam, the Israelites stop at Mount Sinai and then there's the 10 commandments and you're like, yeah, oh, this is familiar. And then in the next two chapters, it's like. Oh, wait, <laughs> what are these sundry laws and all of these things? Um, so hopefully this podcast helps um, people in, be able to enjoy the law by understanding it a little better and being able to pull truths from it um, even when it seems like it, it, it's more of just a dated thing. Um, so yeah, uh, first things first. Um, the overall theme and importance of the law. Uh, and so this episode will kind of just be about that, and then we'll move on in other episodes to talk more about um, details, uh, to go overview of the books, and to give some background and um, the, just the layout. Uh, so yeah, uh, the overall theme of the law, I would say, and in I'm not like the final word on anything, <laughs> thankfully, but the overall theme is the kingdom of God um, reflected on earth. So this is, a, is an idea that's not just a theme in one or two books or even just in like popular media or anything like this is a theme used all throughout the scriptures it starts in genesis chapter one there's language about ruling and reigning and and bringing a kingdom of god on earth and it goes all the way to the end in revelation and it talks about the kingdom uh, coming down and a new heaven and a new earth and this kingdom made of stones living stones as, as peter says in in first peter chapter two um, so yeah, the kingdom of God, uh, because Israel is coming out in Exodus, you know, we have the familiar story of the Israelites in slavery. They don't have their own kingdom. They're not their own nation. They're enslaved by the Egyptians, which doesn't seem to fit 
with God's promise to Abraham that I will make you a fruitful nation. Um, and it, it just doesn't seem to fit the blessing. But then we have the Israelites coming out of, of slavery, and now they're their own nation. And they have to figure out how to be a kingdom of God on earth amongst all of these nations that are not godly, that are that are very paganistic and, and, and don't follow laws and sometimes don't even have any form of, you know, official government. Uh, you know, they, they, every man does what is right in their own eyes uh, is a phrase used in the scripture to refer to Israel, even after they have the law, by the way, also. But um, imagine these nations that don't have the law, that don't have any idea how to that they're even supposed to be following a God. Um, and so they're supposed to be this light, this kingdom in the midst of that. And light is also another biblical term used um, in Matthew, salt and light uh, on earth. And so we have a famous mention of, of the kingdom of God in, in Matthew 32. A lot of people know of this one where John the Baptist comes and he says um, in Matthew 32, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, or some translations say the kingdom of heaven is near. And that's referring to none other than Jesus himself who brings the kingdom down um, to earth. And as Jesus comes down from heaven, he is showing us how to, to live and to how to be a people of God, how to be the salt and light. Because even just two chapters later, here's what we have. Christ reaffirming the law and reemphasizing this theme of the kingdom of God even throughout the law. Um, so it, with Israel as God's chosen people, here's what here's what Christ says as he comes and, and comes to fulfill the law. Um, he just started his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. Um, and he's, it's like his, his uh, I don't know, his unveiling. He's like unveiling this, um, the truth, <laughs> uh, and himself really. Um, so he says in Matthew five seventeen, uh, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill for assuredly, I say to you till heaven and earth pass away. One jot or one tittle will not by no means pass from this law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So here we have this combining of this kingdom language, this kingdom of, you know, bringing the kingdom of God. And um, he says he's fulfilling the law as he brings this kingdom down. And even in the first verse in that chapter, the, he's talking about the Beatitudes. And the first one he says is, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, the, this high kingdom bringing down to earth. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then in verse 5, he says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Um, so this merging of kingdom language Christ uses to talk about the law and, and what Israel thought the law was. And this was a big deal because the Pharisees were like, you're, you're teaching stuff that's not in the law. Obviously, you're not from God. But, you know, he says, I am the law. <laughs> I am the completion of the law. That's what fulfillment means there. It can 
also be translated as complete. I come to complete the law. And so he, he does this in two ways. Christ fulfills the law symbolically and essentially morally. Um, symbolically is, is something that is reserved for Christ. We can't really, <laughs> I mean, in a way we can, but it, a lot of the things symbolically in the law, we can't fulfill those. And and I'll, I'll talk more about um, symbolic law in the next one. I want to keep these a little shorter so they're not super long or annoying to have to listen to me ramble because it's probably what it is anyway. But, um, yeah, uh, Christ fulfills the law symbolically by being a sacrifice, an atoning sacrifice. And again, we'll go, we'll talk more about atonement and, and sacrifices and what those all mean, but those are all a shadow of what was to come. And Christ was to come and to fulfill the law, to be the ultimate sacrifice, the lamb that was slain, um, and the goat into the wilderness, which hopefully I'll also talk about, um, because that might not even ring a bell. But, um, yeah, so he, he fulfills the law symbolically in that way, um, and all of these images of the law. And that's why we don't have to follow the law and slaughter goats and sheep and bulls and all of these because Christ has been a sacrifice for all. And to sacrifice today, I think, would not... <laughs> it would be almost saying Christ's sacrifice wasn't enough. Uh, um, so he fulfills the law symbolically that way. He also f shows us how to fulfill the law morally. Um, and Paul talks a little bit more about this as well in Romans chapter 13, um, verse 8. Paul says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command may, there may be, all summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. So Paul talks about this moral fulfillment of the law that Christ also was talking about. He was the ultimate example of fulfilling the law, loving your neighbor and loving God. Um... And yeah, we can't do that perfectly. Christ could, and we can't. But um, to fulfill the law is to uh, to preach and, and teach these things and to follow this overall message. So we had the overall theme, which is the kingdom of God. Now we have the overall message, which is love God and love others. And that's pretty much it. Like all of the law can be summed up in that. Love God love others that's what it was originally and that's what it is now and that's why christ is saying he completes it he fulfills it he's the end to it he he says this is what the law really means love god and love others and i'm not just saying he said that he he literally says that in when some when a when one of the teachers asks him um teacher well, oh, he's an expert in the law so in matthew um 18 an expert in the law um, tested him with this question, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replies, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. So, again, what's the greatest law? There's 613 of them. Um, 
of the laws, there's 613. Uh, and what's the, what's the best? Like, if I should follow something, what should it be? But he's also testing him um, to expose any possible blasphemy. But um, Christ answers it how it ought to be answered, obviously. He says, love God, love others. And that's the law. Um, and so all of that hangs on this. And I think it's important. All of them hang on this. So even when we're reading, we say, all right, what is this deal with the tabernacle? What's this deal with the Levitical priesthood? And they're not supposed to have this fire. And you can't bring a bull for a certain type of offering. You can't boil a goat in the milk of its mother. <laughs> What's that all about? Why is that loving God and loving others? Um, and again, I'll talk about that in later episodes because that one is one of the few repeated ones that's repeated over and over again. Don't boil a goat in the milk of its mother or a, an animal in the milk of its mother. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so he really exposes the heart behind the law. And um, so uh, a wrong way to interpret the law is we should follow all of them incredibly literally. In fact, one guy did try to do that. Um, this guy, his name is A.J. Jacobs. He has a TED Talk about it. It's kind of interesting. He, he, Yeah, he gets a little things off because he doesn't feel them right. He doesn't understand the meaning behind the law. To, it's love. Um, he tried to follow all of the commands in the law for a whole year. And it's crazy. He like grows out his beard because it says in one part, you shall not sh shave the corners of your beard. Um, he stones someone, but not like actually killing them, but like throws little pebbles at this guy who says that, you know, admitted to being an adulterer. And so he like throws little pebbles at him and he'd been carrying around the pebbles for weeks in his pocket. He like brings a sheep into New York City and walks around with it and doesn't mix fabrics in his clothing. And he's like, yeah, I failed. Obviously, he failed. <laughs> That's not the, the point of the law. Um, uh, because he missed the message of love God, love others. Um, so yeah, that's a wrong way to interpret the law. But uh, a proper way is love God, love others. Now, what about the ones that are hard to, to say? All right, well, I can't follow that commandment. So what do you want me to do? Well, there are some laws, and this is these are three principles of the law, and I'm going to end on this. Three principles of the law um, that you can kind of read through and, and, and come across with. Um, some of these are laws specifically for ancient Israel. Um, actually, all of them are specifically for ancient Israel because they were given to ancient Israel. We can pull stuff from them, but they are all specifically for ancient Israel, and that has a lot of context with it that we don't understand and hopefully I'll be able to talk a little bit more about. Um, but there are laws specifically for ancient Israel. Um, and two, they, other nations can see God in these laws. Uh, other nations that have no laws or that have laws that are, that are totally wrong. I think of John G. Patton. He was a missionary to the New Hebrides, which are is it islands kind of by Australia, um, and the the natives there. Uh, he says he says first of all they were all naked, <laughs> um, 
But also, some of the things they did were just terrible. I mean, every man lived for himself. Like, he said, people would just club each other, take their stuff, and take their wife and leave. Another thing was, well, they were cannibals, and that was a pretty big deal. But another thing was, um, they just didn't treat women right. And it sometimes it seems in the Levitical law that women have less rights or or you know we read it and we're saying well that doesn't sound right to me um but in the context man it was like these new hebrides situation people would just kill women they had no they had no problem with that um they, they didn't they didn't care at all it, um and like in the new hebrides if a if a man died and he would have multiple wives a lot of them if a man died all of his wives they would just kill them and you know, say, cause you're useless now because the man that you were married to is died. Um, and that's terrible. And, um, so it shows other nations, this wisdom of God. Um, they're actually revolutionary laws. Uh, and then three, it's a story to show that Israel didn't and couldn't have even obeyed all the laws, all 613 of them. Um, the law is a story. And it's hard to find the story because we usually are like law and story are totally different in our constitution in the U S and in our like laws for, um, police. It's like, <laughs> thou shalt not have a traffic infraction. It doesn't say that, but it, it's like that. And then it's like, these are the points of the tickets you're going to get or whatever. This is a four point ticket for speeding over this amount. And there's no story behind it, but in the law, in the in the, the Torah, which is you know Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, there's a story in the law, and it's intertwined and woven. And instead of just saying this is a law, and there's no like this is just it, no, it's like here's a story, and here's why this law exists. Here's a law, and here's a way that people fail to follow the law, or here's a way that they did follow the law, and they were blessed because of it. And um, so there's there's a mix of those instead of like us now we we don't really have that i mean our constitution has a little bit of story in it i guess but you can't, you can't even really say that i mean our constitution doesn't have like why it was written of like the amendment oh man i forget what it is this is terrible i'm a history major i should know this the amendment i, I can just google it amendment about quartering soldiers i think it's the third about quarter quartering soldiers yeah it is that doesn't even tell me the amendment that yeah the third amendment you shall not uh soldiers shall not be forced to quarter in someone's house that's because the british were doing that uh, to the colonies and they hated it so they said we're gonna make a law about this but you wouldn't understand why that's in there if you didn't have the story behind it like okay what does that even mean quartering soldiers yeah the british were forcing these colonies to house soldiers in their house even if they totally didn't agree with them at all and so that's why that law exists but there's no story behind that thankfully in like numbers and leviticus and exodus there's story and then there's law and then there's story and then there's law and it's this great picture of following the law now i told myself i wouldn't make these 20 minutes um so i'm gonna i'm gonna end on that israel couldn't and didn't obey all the walls now real quick bible project Eric Zanger, um, AJ Jacobs, that I'm like pulling from a lot of sources for this. Um, I'm not like just coming up with all of this. <laughs> uh, 
I'm pulling from sources. So anyway, thank you for listening. Hopefully that wasn't too long. Um, time really gets away. Ah, there's the 20 minute marker. Oh, well, um, thank you for listening. And, uh, if, yeah, feel free to ask questions and send me questions. And, um, next episode will be more about the layout of the loss. So more general overview, and then we'll kind of go more into detail. Thank you. Uh, Shalom is also a good goodbye because it's peace be with you. So shalom.